today, yes. shall I just spring on you what I thought we could chat about? Spring it on me. Let's go. And again, I was going to go something controversial and then I changed my mind. I'm not feeling it. So we'll do that oh. another day. Okay. Oh. I, I know. I know. Today, though, I thought we'd um we'd play with a little bit of woo-woo and, you know, bring the woo-woo into uh, NLP and how it relates to what we teach and what we live in our everyday life, yeah? Yep, love it. I love playing with my woo-woo. So, yeah, if you could um, if you could just get your woo-woo out. Thanks, Adam. Sorry, it's already out. out. Off camera. Yeah, already great. Out. Mm-hmm. It's important we can all see each other's woo-woo. <laughs> know what we're playing with here, right? <laughs> How big's your woo-woo? I've got a massive woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, folks. Straight into the gutter. Isn't it? It does not take us long. See, imagine, if that's what happens when if, we... Imagine if Oprah was listening right now. She'd be like, oh. This is what happens, though, if we record later in the day. You see, it's just... Yeah, like hysterical toddlers that need to go to bed. <laughs> and too much sugar through the day. <laughs> We're just all pepped up. All right. Okay, right. let's bring it together. Yes. Here's what I thought would be fun for me to talk about. I wanted to talk about the 12 laws of karma. Karma. Ooh, okay. Not karma. That's an entirely other depends context. Where, depends, depends who you're talking to. Sometimes it's karma. Well, I, yes, I was taught um, to ensure that I enunciate when I say yeah. the word karma. karma. Because without the R, it's an entirely different meaning. We're doing the one with the R today. Love it. Karma. So I thought I would go through the 12 laws of karma and give you the little bullet point of its meaning and then we can discuss. And you can tell me from an NLP perspective, from a training perspective, everyday life, your take on that. Okay. How's that Deal. It's Go like it. it's like the hot seat with Adam True Love. It's not love the hot seat. If it's not hot, I'm not in it. Look, I I think your your woo woo actually really enjoys a hot seat, doesn't? Oh yeah, it? my woo woo is strong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we yeah, go. Yeah. All right. So, as I said, there are twelve laws of karma, and from the research I've done into it, there doesn't seem to be an actual um hierarchy of the laws if you know what i mean i've seen them listed in all different um orders so i'm going to read them out in no particular order okay just before anyone complains or gets pissy at me about my woo woo don't come for us that's it right <laughs> so let's go with number 1 it's called the great law essentially it's cause and effect. So what's your take on NLP and cause and effect, Adam? Um, this is um, pretty much the first thing that we look into when we're teaching NLP, right? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, getting the students to understand cause and effect, that, you know, for every thing that you're experiencing, there there will have been a not, something that's happened before that as a, as a knock-on effect. And people kind of go... Well, hold on a minute. So you're telling me that, you know, my my 
that girl I saw on the TV, the 12 year old who's got cancer, that was all caused by something that she did, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, we're not kind of going down that road. However, it's really about taking responsibility for the things that are happening around us. Um, we can affect, so affect is to, you know, influence something. An effect is something that's, you know, just is a result of. So yeah. we can be the cause, so we can purposefully decide actions that we take because everything's a choice, right? And, you know, mm. we've said this before. Um, yeah. We're, we're free to choose, but we're not free from the consequences of our choices. So if we actively take responsibility for our behavior in a certain situation or an mm. outcome that we're wanting to get, we will cause a chain reaction that should, in theory, give us the effect. You know, so affect, so we get the effect that we're after. Yeah. Um, I think uh, an important point about that that comes up every time we teach this and you brought up the word there, you know, when someone sort of says, are you saying that's, you know, her fault or it was my fault or whatever? We never talk about fault. It's not about fault. It's about responsibility, which is the other word you used. Exactly. Responsibility, responsibility is empowering. Fault is putting something outside of yourself. And fault is about punishment. Yeah. And, and and really buying into the victim, you know, yeah. because Exactly. The victim mentality. Well, no, it's my fault. I'm so sorry. Okay. Well, what are you can do about it. Exactly. Being responsible and saying and just saying, you know what? I've noticed that um, I may have influenced that situation. This is what I'm going to do about it to to change it. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, like cause and effect is a real massive, massive thing. We should teach it to kids at school for sure. Yeah. Very personal power. All right. Love it. Number two. Is that, is that all right? That was fantastic. Oh, I'm Number getting two. hot already. Number oh two. God, is, there, is there cash prizes? <laughs> what do I win? <laughs> Deeper understanding. Number two is the law of humility, which says that to change, you must accept your part in it. So to change a situation or to change your circumstance, you must accept, you must have humility and accept your part in that. Absolutely, my one of my favorite favorite things to um, talk to you know coaching clients about or you know classrooms about, and certainly with NLP. Oh God, have I just forgotten it? No, hang on, it's coming back. Is um, is that the one you're free? One, to one of the one of the most powerful things that we can do is take responsibility for the part that we are playing in our own suffering. Oh, yes, 100%. Suffering is a choice. It's a choice. Um, you know, um, somebody very close to me has gone through a, a breakup just recently. And, um, you know, sitting there all upset about the whole, you know, yeah. and, I, and I said, okay, well, the relationship is finished. Yep, okay. And, like you just seem to be focusing on all the good stuff and yes okay you're going to miss someone etc but um there's a reason why it came to an end and you know, that reason was enough to end it otherwise you'd still be together and you'd be working through it right so why are you sitting here like this you know well i just felt so bad i said yeah but you've got to take responsibility for the part that you're playing in your own suffering right now yeah and and, and they're like oh my god you're absolutely right yeah. 
yeah like, what are you what are you learning from this what what can you grow from this how can you move forward from this bring the focus back to okay what was my part in that situation or in this situation absolutely and, and once you be... figure out your part then you can figure out what to tweak absolutely so that, yeah absolutely but you also need humility to be able to do that 100 percent, right because it's not yeah. again it's not about blame it's no, it's, it's about, it's about looking, looking within. Um, I had a coaching client the other day who was like, you know, I was, I'm, I'm such a much better version of myself at the moment. Thank you so much like for all that you've helped me do and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, it's coming. <laughs> and um, sorry, I said she, she it's a he. And um, so he was at work and he said, you know, this woman comes up to me and I was like, well, who are you to who are you to judge me? Who are you to give me your opinion? Who are you? Who are you? Me, 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 me. And I was like, hmm, okay, so how is that better? And he said, well, you know, before I would have just taken it on board and been sitting there with anxiety. Now I just bite her head off. I was like, okay, oh. I guess that's progress. I guess <laughs> it's progress. Um, <laughs> so you're feeling powerful and courageous. That's good. We need to rechannel that into a slightly more positive road. Um, has... <laughs> Swung yeah. a little bit yeah, the other I was, way. I was like, you know, why do you care what she's coming over to say? What part are you having? What part are you playing? And, you know, I said, you've only got buttons to push if you've got buttons to push. And yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You know, what's the, what's the part you're playing? Do you need to engage? Do you need to do it? Very often you don't. Um, you know, do you need mm. to prove something? No. Take responsibility and just generally move on. It's generally best to do fuck all. <laughs> well, what a beautiful segue into number three. It's as if I knew. I Oh, it's the woo-woo, I tell you. The woo-woo is wrong <laughs> with this one. Number three is the law of responsibility. You become or create what you believe or think. So if you believe that you're a loser, guess what? You are going to create an environment around you that fulfills that belief in yourself a million percent you know believe that you are strong then you will create an environment around you where you feel strong so it's being responsible for the environment that you create based on what you think and believe within absolutely very often though the current environment you know we're talking about environment is everything right yes it's first about being honest and 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 responsible to look back and think okay well if environment is everything and i'm creating this environment what environment have i come from because everything is learned so it's about being responsible to look where you've come from then decide where you want to go and be responsible enough to make those changes and affect the environment and make sure you're, you know, consuming the right things on TV, reading the right things on, you know, doing all that other stuff, mixing with the right people. So yeah. responsibly change that environment so that you can be the best that you can be. Um, mm-hmm. And you've got to, f- and you have to protect that stuff like, like Superman looking over the earth. It's the best example I could think of. Sorry. That's all good. No, sorry. Like a mama like protecting her pups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. And I love how these intertwine because in order to, you know, to enact or live the law of responsibility, you also then have to have the law of humility because you have to look at 
you know, oh, geez, what am I creating in this environment? What am I creating in my thoughts? And have that humility to say, well, that means I can change it too. And then, yeah. like you said, change your environment, change the people, change the channel. Absolutely. So, and it's about being, but understanding that being humble is, does not being, does not mean being weak. Not at all. No. It actually takes a very, 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 very strong person with a deep sense of self and, and deep understanding to be able to go, you know what? Yep. I'm going to be humble here. Sorry. Yep. It's my, yep. I take That's take responsibility me. for yeah. it. Yeah. You know, so, so it's not weakness or softness. It's actually, you know, it's like a cast iron fist in a, in a candy floss, wrapped in candy floss. I do love that. All right. Number four. Yeah. Is the law of focus. And this is one of my favorites because I'm, um, I'm a staunch believer that we are not meant to multitask. And people who say, oh, I'm a fantastic multitasker, I call bullshit. We are not meant to be multitaskers. We can do multiple things at once for sure. However, I believe that it simply means that we are doing all those things, those multiple things, at less than our best. Because our focus requires our thoughts and our actions to all be aligned and focusing on one thing so that we are channeling all our energy into doing our best, the highest level for us in that one thing. So when we start to um, dilute our focus, we also are diluting our energy and what we yeah, give. And, and, and sometimes, you know, adding extra things in to go, oh, I'll do that as well, I'll do that as well, so to make yourself feel busy, to give yourself a badge of honour, but really yeah. it's designed to procrastinate so you don't actually get the thing done that you're supposed to be doing. And we've, oh. had, we've talked about an episode, we've had a whole episode on that before, haven't we? We did. So, boom, I, I can move on from that one then. I feel we've made yep. our position quite yes. strong on that. <laughs> well, oh, it's right, important just to finish that off is, you know, where attention goes, energy flows. Yeah. You know, that's, that's quite yeah. an, that's an important phrase. Exactly. Um, so multiple attention, then that's where yeah. your, your energy is going to be all flowing all over the place. Yeah. Better to be a yeah. sniper and just deal with the targets as, you know, one by one. Heck yes. Do you know, multitasking, if you look, if you do a bit of your own research into it, Google away, people. Um, it was, the phrase was first coined in regards to a computer program. And it was... It was saying that, you know, this whiz-bang computer program is capable of doing multiple tasks. It was never about that it could do it all at the same time. It was that it could, you know, uh, write a Word document and it had a calculator and it could do a spell check. So it had multiple abilities within the program. And then humans, of course, because you know, we just can't help ourselves. We take a word and we give it new meaning. And it was actually, you know, us who decided multitasking meant doing multiple things at the same time. And that was never the premise behind it. It was always about being capable of multiple tasks, which we are, just not at the same time. You can yeah. do lots of things at the same time. You'll just do them all at a substandard level. Yeah, it's not not efficient. Better to do yeah. one thing really well and do them in order rather than twelve things really badly. 
Thank you. All right. Love it. Moving on. Uh, number five is the law of here and now. This is about being present. What do you have to say about being present in regards to NLP and what we teach? So many things. Where am I going to go with that? I'm going to go, well, you, the only thing you can deal with is now, you know, yeah. Um, controversial statement, you know, anxiety is a fear of the future and that's not happened yet. So that's a pointless exercise. Yes. Anxiety is those open loops. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's just like, what if, what if, what if? Well, yeah. well, well, cause and effect, come back to that and, yeah. you know, be, be self-directive, make a decision, decide what it is you actually want and then take steps towards it. Um and look at your belief systems and understand your filters. You know, we, we teach this on the day one of NLP. Yeah. Um, why do you, not necessarily, it's not why do you think how you think, it's, it's, it's how you think what you're thinking. Yeah. What's your process? How do you get to that end result exactly. of your thoughts? Yeah. Exactly. And, and being present, being responsible being humble enough to do that and you know and being being here in the now mm. it just takes away all the noise I also think when I think about being present I'd like to mix it a little bit with what we we're just talking about with you know where focus goes energy flows you know if you're with someone and you're talking with them you know if you and I are here and we're talking if we if you know if one if I start to wander off with my thoughts and I'm actually now thinking of something else and focusing on something else, then my energy is also going somewhere else. And I'm not giving that energy to you and being present in the moment with what we're doing. And I think that's where sometimes you can get quite a lot of communication breakdowns and misunderstandings happening because suddenly the body language, the physiology is no longer matching perhaps with the conversation that's happening because your physiology yeah. is going to change depending on what you're thinking about. Drop out of rapport. Yeah. So I think all that comes into being present and actually sort of respecting yourself and the moment that you're in and the people that you're in it with. Yeah. Absolutely. Love that. Yeah. I'm right here with you, Adam. I've, you That's have all my focus. I'm here with you, baby. I'm here. <laughs> okay. Uh, number six, we're halfway. We've hit the halfway mark. For those um, counting at home, <laughs> that are still that are still listening, that are still here with us. Excellent. <laughs> Number six is the law of patience and reward, which is about persistence and habits. Mm. And we talk about habits, don't we, in NLP, and building those habits to restore self trust as well. It's all part of that. Absolutely. Or, or strategies. What's the what's the mm. strategy? What's the process? How do we do it? How do we do um, persistence? Yeah, that, that, looks, that looks different to it looks different with everybody because everybody's motivated differently. How do we how do we do motiv motivation? What are the oh, good one. Um, you know, what what's the driver? Um, it's about getting down to that. What was the law again? Just tell me. Uh, the law of patience and reward. Patience and reward, yeah. So um, is it about the goal? You need to set the goal because you need to set the target, but yeah. you, you only get to a goal. You don't get to a goal in one massive leap. 
you get to a goal by completing lots of small tasks daily and or hourly or you know in a process until until you reach the goal you'll get there eventually and yeah. there's not, not giving up in 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 the middle but um yeah. that work yes it's having that persistence and belief in yourself to keep going and as you said you know get with someone get with a coach get with a practitioner who understands strategies and can help you figure out how you process things because I, I this really got me at first you know when I started learning about all this sort of stuff because when you think about it you might think oh I just have no um I have no motivation you know I always give up when it comes to I don't know let's say exercising you know like going for a jog every day oh I've got no motivation to do that I or persistence you know I don't stick to it but yet how is it that I can get up every morning and have my cup of tea without fail how how have I persisted in that that it became a habit and yet I'm unable to do the same with going for a jog every morning yes you can get down to level of effort and all that of course that comes into it yeah. However, what we're talking about here with persistence and motivation is actually learning your strategy, learning your blueprint of how you get going and how you make decisions and get motivated to do things, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Totally. Love it. Love it. Love it. Number seven is the law of creation. You are the architect of your own life. Yes, you are. Everything, everything's energy, everything's vibration. Mm. So, you know, you find um, I was talking to um, potential date recently. Very nice. Very nice. I'd love to hear about that. In the got to, you know, just got to talking and um, you get to talking about, um, you know, kissing. Do you, you know, do you like kissing? I was like, oh, yes. Yeah. Like, it's all about that. Um, yeah. And they went. Um, they went. Well, you know, if, I've always find if the, if the kissing's shit, the sex will be shit. And I went, or if the kissing's awesome, the sex will be awesome. Like, what's the positive outlook? Yes. They're like, oh, yeah, I'd never really thought about it like that. I said, let's, you know, let's focus on it's going to be awesome because then the rest will be awesome. I love that. I know I'm awesome at it. <laughs> Rather than like you know, coming in thinking, oh God, is this going to be shit? Just think, oh, I really hope this is awesome. It changes the vibe on things. Yeah. And then you know whatever happens after that, well, I'll keep you posted because that hasn't. If you could, yeah. Thanks very but, um, much. But you know, it's it's uh, where where do we choose where do we choose to direct our focus? Um, mm. What are we seeing? That's influenced by our beliefs and filters and all that other stuff, which is why two people can observe one one thing that's happened and ha- have two completely different stories and recollections of a sequence of events. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Christmas. Uh, <laughs> yeah. At, at Chris- look at family Christmases, you know, oh around God. the dinner table. You're they could be a completely, different, a completely different experience for different people at the table. And yet you're all at the same event. Exactly. So, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. So, you know, what are we perceiving? Um, what's the law again? Uh, the law of creation creation so you know we are creating everything how the outside is irrelevant it's how we react to the outside do you need to 
cause an argument? Do you need to make that point known? What's really, you know, really what's the driver for you sitting around the Christmas dinner table and going, well, you know what, June, last time you said that to me last year at Christmas, I was upset for three months after that, blah, 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 or whatever the, do you need to do that? Or, you know, just like, it's a year ago, let it go, man. Like, what's the point you got to prove? Um, We are, because then the whole thing erupts. Whereas if you just choose look at an alternative reality, play it out. If I do this now, what's going to happen? And if I do this now, what am I going to get? You know, yeah, I might not get X, Y, Z and and get my point across, but what's the, why do I need to? What am I creating here? What, what's my environment? And we talked about that at the beginning with one of the other laws, right? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're creating everything. And as you just said, you know, if we take it back to what you first said with this law, um, the law of creation, what you think about is what you're going to be focused on and looking out for, aren't you? So yeah. if you if you're thinking, oh, geez, I I just I can't stand bad kisses because bad kisses is just crap. So I just never yeah. want bad kisses. So you find you creating... you'll just get loads of bad kisses. Yes, because you're telling your brain you become a that's bad what kisser. Magnet. Yes, you get that's what we're a bad, a bad kisser magnet. Exactly, exactly. Love it. Okay, number eight. Yeah. The law of growth. Focus on what you can control. Well, this one can go one of two ways, couldn't it? Um, <laughs> straight off the bat after kissing. <laughs> straight onto the law. <laughs> What's growing for you? It's your woo-woo. It's my woo-woo. Well, <laughs> look, growth, us as human beings, um, it has been said by many before me and you know, I read it in a book originally somewhere and then really, you know, researched it and bought into it. We are here to grow. Mm. Period. And if we're not growing, well, we're not, we're not going anywhere. You know, You're stagnant, aren't you? Stagnant. And, mm. you know, I see, I see, I come across so many people that are not growing. They're just doing what they're doing. Um, Existing existing you know a plant if you put it in a certain size pot will only grow to a certain size but as soon as you put it in a much bigger pot and give it some nourishment and slightly different environment it will flourish and and become a whole other being it's the same with us you know we we need to look at all of that stuff everything is linked to giving uh, everything is linked to a recipe that's required for us to be able to grow so what what part are we standing in um love that and that links to all the other laws we we're just talking about with environment and yeah. our thoughts and our strategies all those things absolutely i mean there's there's famous studies and people have heard about this laughy jokey as well if you you talk to your plants and give them a little bit of love and oh, hello morning but they will flourish whereas plants that are in a negative environment or don't get any water it's not just water and sunlight it's about the attention mm. Um, they need everything is energy including including the plants yeah there is actually um and i'm going to butcher this because i cannot remember the guy's name uh we can put a link up to it later uh there was an amazing study that a uh, a scientist did on water and how water gets affected when it's listening to angry voices as opposed to loving words and voices um, I cannot remember his name. Are you Googling it? Yes. Right. So 
the law of growth focus on what you can control. Dr. Masaru so, Emoto. Yes. Can you say that again, Adam? Dr. Masaru Emoto. Thank you so much. So using that as an example and things that you've said there, for us to grow, it really takes um, a commitment to controlling yourself, focusing on improving and controlling your emotions, your processes, your past, your triggers. Because if you attempt and focus too much on controlling other people's behavior and emotion and experience, that does not bring growth to you. It no. even doesn't bring growth to them. No. It ends up being quite a stagnant place to be. The only way to grow personally, I believe, is to bring that focus to yourself and, and work on being the best version of you. And from that, everything reverberates out, doesn't it? That energy, like you said, everything's energy. Absolutely. And the ripple effect not, starts. Not having expectations because expectations lead to disappointment. We've got a whole episode on that as well. We have, yeah, go, go find go that one. Yeah, go, go check that out. It's a good <laughs> one. <laughs> it's a good one, yeah, yeah. Okay, brilliant. Number nine is the law of connection. Everything and everyone is connected. Yeah. And I wonder if you, Adam, when I first saw this one and thought, how does this connect with NLP? What came to mind first was um, that I've forgotten what I was going to say now. So please go, uh, the floor is yours. Well, I mean, so, you know, as, as an NLP practitioner, if somebody's learning to be an NLP practitioner, yeah, they have to connect to the other, to the other, you know, to the other person, the person that might be you know, asking for help or, whatever yeah um, there's a process of connecting so you know being in rapport with someone um so that they you know that you, you match and mirror them you connect to them you repeat their language you un you start to listen with intent listen with intent to listen yeah. um, looking at, their, at the words that they're using because the words are like the wrapping paper around the belief system that they really have at the core Love um, it. And, you know, that process of, you know, there is a process to connect. Um, having connection, you can also get rid of that. You know, once you're connected, you can real quickly disconnect from someone. Is it, um, have we got a, a lag on here now? Um, no more than it was before, I don't think. Okay, don't worry, let me just, uh, I'll cut that bit out. Just plug in. It's okay. Sit still. God. All right. How, how, much, how much into the recording was that? 35 minutes. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, there's a there's a process of, of connecting. Um, we are all connected anyway. So I believe it's just about sort of amping that up. Um, and really everybody's looking for connection. I find in, in this day and age. Yeah, for sure. I think that's a real basic need that sometimes it's easy to forget, isn't it? When you get um, uh, sort of misled by behaviours or, you know, someone sort of angers you or something, you know, you get a bit annoyed at something and it's easy to forget that at our very basic needs level, we do want to connect 
be seen, be heard, be loved, don't we? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, everything, you know, so many things dial back to fear and being afraid and fear is two things. Fear that I'm not enough and fear that I won't be loved. So, you know, it kind of exacerbates the situation. Generally, people are doing things because they're afraid of one of those two things. Well, if I don't stand up for myself, then that's going to show that I'm not enough. And, you know, I, yeah. you know how are we negatively or positively getting to the end result? Um, are we really connecting with the people that we're wanting to engage with? Or are we really disconnecting and trying to get a result anyway? You're much better off being connected, you know, wholesomely connected and in the right vibe to influence yeah. the situation and ultimately get what you want get connected you know yourself being that and it invites love in doesn't it to do that yes i love that which That's ultimately it. just destroys fear anyway so go for the love yeah. baby. connection, connection. <laughs> all about the love baby <laughs> brilliant number 10 um is a really cool one the law of giving and hospitality, meaning behavior should match thought and actions. Isn't that interesting? Your so you mean, are you being hospitable and throwing dinners to show off? <laughs> no, yeah. so not really, uh, not hospitality as in, you know, the hospitality industry type thing, not giving dinners. Yeah, but having people around, but having people over for dinner and drinks or... Yeah, it's about that giving giving and receiving um, of energy and that the way you behave, the way that you present yourself to others should match your thoughts. So your actions and your words, again, matching that if you are saying one thing and your body language says something else, People are going to pick up on that. You're not being authentic. And so, therefore, yeah, you're, you're, not, going you're, to not, grow. Being, you're not being congruent. Yeah. Not being congruent. Congruency. You know, even, if, even if people don't understand all of this stuff to the intricate level that they would do if they came and learned NLP with us, right? Yeah. We're still human beings. And, you know, at, at a subconscious or unconscious, for unconscious, but, you know, unconscious level we've been interacting with our parents our environment our kids at school growing up situations learning lessons da 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 you know we have a good understanding someone mm. might not know the, the the specific science behind it but they some people are like you know what i just don't get don't get a good feeling about them now you know that's the intuition you know that's the yeah. they're reading the micro things that are happening yeah you know, the person that uh, is saying oh it's so it's so lovely to meet you today. Oh, you look lovely. You know, that's insincere. Anyone would be able to pick that up. Yeah. If somebody goes like, oh, God, it's so nice to meet you today. I've been looking for it for so long. Can I just say you look beautiful today? Sounds way better. Probably slightly cheesy, but sounds... But still, exactly what you're saying. If you're going to give of anything, energy make sure uh, words if you're gonna if you're gonna give make sure it's authentic and it's coming from a real place otherwise you're just shortchanging yourself and the person and it goes back to what you said before do you actually need to engage do you need to what what is being fulfilled you know a lot I, I see some yeah. people who are um 
who give too much, shall we say, or they're, you know, termed or coined people pleasers. And I say to these people, you know, I'm I'm not bagging people pleasers. In, in all honesty, I don't see anything wrong with our love of helping others and giving to others. That's a beautiful thing. Where it goes cockeyed is if you're not giving that same love and attention and, and beautiful things to yourself, then what you're going to grow is resentment and burnout and all these things because what you'll find is you are giving not really from an authentic place within you. You're giving from a, a, a wound. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So by all means, give away, like go hard, love hard. Give that same amount though back to yourself as well. Absolutely. You can't give from an empty cup, as they say. I love it. Love it. Uh, okay. Oh, I think you'll love this one. Uh, this feels like uh, this is a true love law here. The law of change. <clears throat> History repeats itself until we learn the lesson. Yep. Or the same lesson turns up in different people until you decide to learn it. Exactly. Or you feel like, have I not been here before? Or do I keep yeah. attracting the same douchebag boyfriends or yeah. you know, those kind of repeated patterns, yeah? A hundred percent. It's um it's quite amazing. When I when I first heard that, you know, the same lesson will keep showing up in different people or different situations until you decide to learn the lesson. I was like, oh my God. And I just all of a sudden strang loads of things together and was just like, oh, and now I understand. Yes. It's um, change, is, change is inevitable. You know, change always happens. Mm. Lots of people don't like change because they build their little safe environments, but the safe environments are actually really the killer. You know, people build the cage and the prison that they, they're in. Yeah. Whereas if you're changing and evolving and constantly moving forward, you're growing, you know, you're, you're allowing, you're not, um, you're not kind of holding on to things from a place of lack, you know, but constantly moving and changing. And uh, it is, well, it's, is it number 12? Is this the last one? No, it's number 11, Adam. Number 11. You know, it's, so I'd say it's one of the, the most important things to do. Um, when you split, so my friend who's been going through this breakup, the other the other party's going, oh, you know, I just I just want our life back, and I just want to get. And I was like, well, okay, what was the life before? It was like, well, not going out, um, you know, not meeting up with any friends, um, just staying indoors all the time. I was like, they, they weren't even like really having any sex. It was just like, well, okay, so what are you actually wanting to go back to? Mm. like what's the point of that and if and if you and if you give in and you go back to that and you don't change and you don't push forward and you don't let go of these things you will stay exactly where you're at you'll try and break out of it you'll try and change but try you know as yoda says you know do or do not there is no try you've got to rip the yeah. back and get on with it yeah and go for the change yes it's painful in the beginning you know, uh, a lobster that changes its shell or a snake that sh sheds its skin or, you know, all of that other stuff. This, you know, the new skin underneath is so is soft and, you know, it, it's not 
battle ready at that point but very quickly after that mm. boom you know it's a, it's a whole new it's a whole new skin so we're, we're doing the same thing we've got to shed who we were yeah lead to bit to to change into who, who we who we really are and that's a decision the change is, is really a decision i do think that um sometimes the uh disappointment shall I say, that can come with change is due to where people's focus is. Because exactly what you said before, when someone says, I just want to go back to, the thing is, if we're going back, then we are not growing forward. Exactly right. You know, you can look at the past and think, okay, what's missing now that was present back then? And then think, okay, how can I put that thing into my life as it is now? Rather than, you know, having this vision where your goal, you know, we were talking about goals before and perseverance. Mm. If your goal is actually behind you in the past, then it's, I feel, mentally impossible for you to grow forward. Absolutely. People forget. People forget, though, you know, change is a is a constant thing. You should always be changing. And if you change to something and it's not quite right, guess what? Change again. Yes. Keep, keep changing. Because the you know the, the word is change. Keep going. Keep rolling. Yeah. You will you will end up you know are you going to end up in one spot that's going to be perfect for the whole rest of your life? Um, newsflash. No. No. I'd speak from experience. <laughs> You know, when you think yeah. you've got to a certain spot, spot, and you're like, "Ah, oh, nice one, boom!" You know, it can go off. I, you know, when I look back on my own experience with those things, I failed to continue to change and adapt to the situation that I'd gotten into. You can yeah. change into a great situation, but then you've got to change again to hold on to that situation. You got to become a certain, you know, become the person that that lives that situation. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Keep evolving, keep adapting. Evolving and adapting, yeah. Yeah, stay curious, stay strong and roll with your flow and see where you end up. Like what fun, right? So much fun. So much fun. All right, number 12, our last law here is the law of significance and inspiration. And what they've written here is, Rewards are the result of the energy and effort that we put into it. You have a purpose, share your gifts. The law of significance and inspiration. An interesting significance. Um, So the significance of the rewards or significance and rewards? Well, I took this as being that... um, Ultimately, uh, often we don't look at it, and from a psycho- psychology point of view, when you do psychology studies, it's not until you get sort of more, say, age 40 onwards, that you start to think about legacy. What significance are you putting into the world? Are you leaving your world, your piece of the world, better than what you found or what found you? And so I think that significance starts to play in. Perhaps earlier on in life, significance might be more about, am I important? Am I being seen? What can I do to stand out, you know? And yet as we get a bit older, that significance evolves as well. If we continue to grow, 
significance starts to become about what legacy are you leaving? What are you passing on? How are you inspiring others with your life and with what you've learned? And that's why I think they've brought it up about purpose. You know, not everyone's purpose is always about, uh, you know, being an entrepreneur and making squillions of dollars or traveling the world. Like purpose, I believe, is actually living and growing the most authentic and congruent with what brings you happiness and what connects you to other humans, you know? Absolutely. There's a poem, and this this is probably a great way to round this off. There's a poem at the end of, there's a a documentary called The Beautiful Truth, which is all about um, a certain type of therapy that uh, helps the body um, regenerate. Uh, it's, a, it's a, an amazing documentary, beautiful truth. Go and go and watch it. But at the very end, there's a poem, and it's called "What Will Matter." It's, "What Will Matter" is called by it's, it's by Michael Josephson. So listen to this, and I apologise now. It says, um, "Ready or not, someday it will all come to an end. There'll be no more sunrises, no minutes, hours, or days. All the things you collected, whether treasured or forgotten, will pass to someone else." Your wealth, fame, and temporal power will shrivel to irrelevance. It will not matter what you owned or what you were owed. Your grudges, resentments, frustrations, and jealousies will finally disappear. So too, your hopes, ambitions, plans, and to-do lists will expire. The wins and losses that once seemed so important will fade away. It won't matter where you came from or what side of the tracks you lived on at the end. It won't matter where whether you were beautiful or brilliant, even your gender and skin colour will be irrelevant. So what will matter? How will the value of your days be measured? What will matter is not what you bought, but what you built. Not what you got, but what you gave. What will matter is not your success, but your significance. What will matter is not what you learned, but what you taught. What will matter is every act of integrity, compassion, courage, or sacrifice that enriched, empowered, or encouraged others to emulate your example. What will matter is not your competence, but your character. What will matter is not how many people you knew, but how many will feel a lasting loss when you're gone. What will matter is not your memories, but the memories of those who loved you. What will matter is how long you'll be remembered, by whom, and for what. Living a life that matters doesn't happen by accident. It's not a matter of circumstance, but of choice. Choose to live a life that matters. Oh, that's perfect. That is the law of significance and inspiration. One of my favourite poems. I um, Beautiful. Played that at my nan's funeral. There's a, a much better reading of it if you Google what will, uh, what will matter. It's on YouTube. It's a lovely American guy's voice, not me who's losing my voice. <laughs> um, but isn't that, isn't that, doesn't that hit it on the head? That does. It absolutely nailed it, Adam. And I uh, I challenge everyone listening to firstly, Google that and have another listen to it and really think about your life. Are you living a life that matters? Are you living the law of significance and inspiration? Are you creating a ripple effect that is touching positively 
the lives of others Absolutely. because that's what really matters. And yeah. if you are, how could you do it bigger? <laughs> bigger, better. Yeah, right. Make it, make it, um, make it matter. Big time. Ah, oh, this was wonderful, Adam. Thank you. I had a blast today. Me too. Great, great Friday. Great Friday, and um, we'll wrap it up there. And I'll see you next week. All right, Dal. See you later. Bye, lovey. Bye. Bye.